you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Exodus chapter 4, and I'm going to read four verses beginning with verse number 1 of Exodus chapter 4. Exodus 4, verse number 1, and Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it to the ground. And he cast it to the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses ran. Many of you would have been beside Moses running. I'd have been ahead of him. Verse number four, and the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. Me and the Lord would have parted ways right there. And he put forth his hand and caught it, the snake, and it became a rod in his hand. By the help of the Lord this morning, I want to speak to every one of us that struggle with the feelings of inadequacy, self-doubt, fear. When 
God speaks to us or God urges us to take that step, to make that move, to speak to that person, to take that action, to launch that ministry, to take a step of faith, to walk to the front of this room. When God gives you that urge and then we begin to deal with all of the self-doubt and inadequacies and so many times are robbed of the blessing God has waiting for us. By the help of the Lord today, I'm going to preach from this subject found in the second verse of the fourth chapter of Exodus when the Lord asked Moses a question, what is that in thine hand? What is that in thine hand? Lord, we need your help this morning to speak what you have laid upon my heart today. I pray, God, that every mind, heart, and soul is touched by the word of the Lord. God, that that one this morning that walked in, mustering all the courage they could just to walk in the door, that has already been met by your spirit and your presence this morning, but is struggling, Lord. I pray, God, by the end of this message that you release every person in this room. There is therefore now no condemnation. Lord, I speak against all fear and self-doubt that is in this room right now, Lord. The enemy that would speak into a heart right now, I speak against that right now. Let faith arise in this room. Let courage arise in this house that your spirit and your power may be manifest in every person, man, woman, boy, or girl in this house, and that we would take a step of faith and act upon your word at your bidding, and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Would you turn to your neighbor and just ask them, what is that in your hand? You can be seated. Is given unto every man a measure of faith. I know we all like to find ways around very pointed sermons such as the one that I'm going to preach into your hearing over the next 35 minutes. We find ways to disqualify ourselves from what is being said. We say, well, I, I don't think I have a talent. I don't think I have any ability. I don't believe God really can use me. If you knew where I had come from, all, all of the excuses that we may attempt to use fall short when it is the calling of God. Every one of us have been given something. What is that that God has given you? The gift, the talent, the ability. What is that ability? I, I don't know. I could come around this morning, many of you that I know in this room, and I could come and talk about your 
talk about your talents. But more than just talking about your abilities and your talents, I want to talk about what is it that God has put within you that you have never discovered. Can I stay here just for a moment? Because there are some things that God has placed within you that you have not yet tapped into. Uh, It's going to be quiet in here this morning. There's some things that God is calling some of you to, and you walked in this morning feeling like there is no possible way that God would ever be able to use me. I look on the platform and I see someone playing a musical instrument or singing or leading or praying or whatever it may be, and I wish I could be like that, but that's not me. That may not be your calling, but there may be something that God has placed within you that you have allowed fear and self-doubt to prevent you from ever taking a step of faith. Maybe, maybe it is a gift that God has placed within you to encourage. Maybe it is one of the spiritual gifts that God has placed within you, but you have always allowed worry and doubt and unbelief to hinder your ability to take a step. We become arrested by fear. When given the opportunity to speak a word of faith to somebody, we feel like they're going to think I'm silly. Being in leadership for most of my life and pastoring for most of my life, raising ministers of the gospel, I have discovered that a lot of times I have seen people mightily used of God only to walk away from the pulpit and come straight to me to look for affirmation because the first thing that happens when we take a step of faith is the enemy comes and says, that was all flesh. That was just you. That was just your imagination. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. I couldn't tell you the number of times I've seen people mightily used of God and then come and question, Pastor, how did you feel about what happened in the service? How did you feel about that operation of, of the gifts? How did you feel about that? What, what did, did you feel anything in particular? What they're really doing is looking for affirmation because the enemy wants to destroy affirmation in your life. We're going to get somewhere this morning, but I specifically felt to preach this message this morning because I, I heard that our youth were going to be in this room, and I wanted to speak to our youth because we have some powerful young people in this church. I thank God for you. But there are many of you that suffer with self-doubt and fear and the lack of confidence. I'm not talking about self-confidence. That only goes so far. But God confidence. You have got to be firm and strong in knowing what God has called you or is speaking through you or is doing through you. You must develop that God confidence. And the only way that you can develop that kind of confidence is to exercise your faith. 
trying to help somebody this morning. When God speaks something and puts a, a, a thought in your mind or, or speaks something into your spirit for you to encourage another friend, maybe maybe uh, God speaks to Aiden to, to encourage Karen and, and he says, oh, no, 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 not me, not me. And you will never get beyond that as long as you allow fear to grip you. You must take the initiative to declare, I'm going to speak before I have a chance and give the enemy a chance to say, that's just you, that's just your imagination. You have got to act at the moment that God speaks and puts something in your spirit. If God put it in your hand, act on what God has placed in your hand. I ought to start a P7. Don't wait four days before you go and talk to somebody about it. Nobody's going to help me this morning. You know why, you know why the adults aren't going to help me this morning? They've allowed the enemy to rob them from so many opportunities of doing something great for God. We've all been there, but I'm going to preach through this this morning because I am declaring in the name of the Lord, by the end of this message, there are some young people and some adults alike that are going to get some courage to step up and look the enemy in the face and do what the Bible said, get behind me, Satan. I will do what God has said to do. I will... There's some of you that want to worship God in freedom, but you cannot feel the liberty to worship God in freedom because you don't take the freedom to, that God has placed within you. I dare somebody that wants to find that freedom in worship just to take a moment and put your hands together right now and declare, I'm going to clap my hands. I normally don't, but I'm going to clap my hands because I want to find that freedom. I want to, I'm going to open my mouth and speak out loud because I normally don't because I'm afraid a neighbor is going to hear it and Satan is sitting on the sideline with glee on his face I declare this morning you need to send him to flight in the name of Jesus and declare I have something that I am going to use the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds God's preparing this church to go somewhere powerful. What we're going to experience over the next few months is going to blow everybody's mind. I see it. I sense it. I feel it. I, I see it on the horizon and I speak faith this morning and declare it, but it's not going to happen with just 10 or 20, but it's when we get together and people that haven't start doing it. When people that have allowed the enemy to control you, put him, resist him, put him behind you, and you take a step of faith and declare, I am going to use what God has put in my hand. The miracle of the loaves and the fish happened in the hands of the disciples. Everybody say in their hands. I'm not sure they understood it or even knew it until the miracle was already finished. Watch this. They were given baskets and go out to the fish that he was, God was multiplying happened in the baskets. It 
wasn't until the Lord tells them to go take up all of the leftovers that they come back with 12 baskets full. They started with 12 baskets. I don't even know if they were full, but they started with 12 baskets. After they fed everybody, they come back with 12 baskets full. After it was over, they recognized the miracle. See, sometimes we allow fear and self-doubt to over overrun us and to control us and we don't know until it is over that the hand of the Lord was involved in what he had called us to do all along. Altar calls are given, opportunities to walk to the front of the room and pray and seek God, but we hold back because we're afraid. But if you ever take the step when it is over, listen, when it is over, you're going to say, that wasn't so bad. When it is over and God has touched you and blessed you, you're going to say, my goodness, I don't regret that one bit. But before you take the step, you think it's just you instead of knowing it is the, it is the call of God. It is the drawing of God's spirit that is reaching to you. Come on, you didn't just get here this morning by accident, but God has designed everything in your life to lead up to this moment in August of 2023 to get you right where you are so his spirit can draw you. Could it be that God has already placed the miracle in your hand and you don't even know it? Could it be that the miracle is already at your fingertips? On exile from Egypt, Moses had adopted or adapted to the life of a nomadic shepherd watching the flock of his father-in-law. He now had forgotten that God had spared his life as a child. He wasn't remembering that it was God's plan that placed him in the palace of Pharaoh. He wasn't considering that God had a purpose greater than his momentary reality. Now all he can see was the barrenness of the backside of a Midian desert. God interrupted his mediocre existence with an unusual occasion, a bush that is burning but not being consumed. I mean, this... This guy had some really strange things happen in his life. Miraculous things that happened in his life. Why would he ever doubt what God had done? Last night I'm riding home. My wife and I drove north about an hour and 15 minutes to Winnemac to a revival service last night. On our way home, we were, we were talking. and My wife has been afforded the honor once again this year of speaking at General Conference and she's speaking regarding teaching children to pray and on the way back she was asking questions and talking a little bit about her subject matter and we began to, to converse about, uh, about the subject matter and as we were conversing on the subject matter we both agreed that sometimes it is not the fact that we dot every I and cross every T and know exactly how we ought to do and exactly, and I, I, I'm going to, if I don't have everything perfect and 
and I'm not going to take this, the first step. That is what the enemy would like to do, and he will cripple your progress in God but causing you to think that everything has got to be perfect before you take the first step. Anybody a witness of that this morning? Wake up your neighbor and ask him, are you a witness of that? You'll have to explain to him what I said. Now, the enemy would like for you to believe that it's just your imagination. God doesn't really want to use you. That's just your desire. God didn't really speak that to you. You're just really that smart. Come on. If we wait until we understand every D and thou of the King James Version before we ever take a step of faith, you're never going to do much in the kingdom of God. But somebody this morning has got to decide, I don't really know what I'm feeling. I don't really understand everything about it, but I know this much. I am not going to allow the enemy to, to hinder me and to cripple me and to keep me from taking a step of faith. It's better that you do it and try something than sit and allow the enemy to tell you that's just your imagination. Come on, somebody. You've got to take a step of faith on what God is wanting to do in your life life uh, and understand this. Uh, he will break the yoke of addiction in your life, uh, but you got to take a step of faith. Uh, he will bring you out of the pit uh, that you were in. Uh, he, you can come up from your depression, but you've got to take a step of faith. Uh, he'll bring you out of your situation, but you've got to use what he has placed in your hand. Moses didn't feel he could eloquently convince people. He tried his luck at arguing with God. <laughs> now think about that. God says, go and tell them, Lord, I'm not eloquent enough to argue with people, but I'm going to argue with you. <laughs> and the Lord said, oh, really? give you somebody to do the speaking for you, but you've still got to go. I remember as a young person receiving a call. I had received my call to preach when I was 13 years old. I never shared my call to preach with anyone because of inferiority, inadequacies that I struggled with immensely, comparisons. I knew definitely that God called me. It was a Sunday morning. I could go back to the building, to the place, to the altar where I was. And as I prayed that morning, I said yes to the call of God, but I never acted on the call that God had placed within me. From the time I was 13 until the time I was 19 years old, I never shared with my closest of friends or relatives. When I was 19 years of age, sometime close to midnight, on a Friday or Saturday night in my home, I sat down with my father and told him, I feel like God is calling me to preach. 
I went and sat down with my pastor, and I talked to my pastor, and when I told him, the first thing he did was chuckled, and I thought he was about to laugh at me. My heart sank, and he said, I've just been wondering how long that it was going to take you to say yes to what God has wanted to do in your life. See, I lived in all of this fear. When I told my father, thinking my dad would say, son, God hasn't called you. Instead, he said, son, God called you a long, long time ago. And he's been preparing you for a very, very long time. See, every way that the enemy, every scenario that the enemy had played out in my mind, none of it was true. You want to know why? Because the devil is a liar and he is the father of lies. And if he can hinder God's plan and purpose in your life, he will. Some of you today know that God has been dealing with you. Know that God has been speaking to you, knowing that God has been drawing you. His spirit has been drawing you. There's some in this room this morning that already know that God's been drawing you enough that you should have already walked to the front of this room already and said yes to what God is wanting to do in your life. There are some folks in this room, I feel it this morning so strongly, and somebody's thinking, oh, well, Pastor, you know, this, is, this isn't that kind of service. No, it is that kind of service because the Holy Ghost is in this room right now, and there are some people in this room. There's more than one. There's two or three people in this room right now that God is pulling on you and tugging on you because you know you're not walking where you need to walk, and God is saying yes, and you are saying no, and the enemy's rejoicing in your no and trying to affirm your no. If you will stand strong this morning and declare, I am going to use what God has put in my hand. I am going to act on what God is doing. There is no telling what God can do in your life. I feel it in the, in the spirit this morning that the enemy, we're, we're about to give the enemy a bad day. The enemy's about to have a bad day. There's some folks in this house this morning that know exactly who I'm preaching to and why I'm preaching this this morning because you know that if you will say yes to God, there's a whole list of people that are just waiting for you to say yes in order for them to say yes. Oh, we've got a missionary tonight, and it's all going to be fun and games. But just for a little while, I'm going to tell you that we're about to move somewhere in the spirit this morning. Listen, God doesn't need your ability. Somebody's thinking I'm preaching about your ability. I'm not preaching about your ability. I'm talking about your availability. I'm talking about you saying yes to God. I don't know what it is that God wants me to do, Pastor. I don't know either. But whatever he's put in your hand, act on it in Jesus. Jesus' name. God asked Moses, Moses, what is that in thy hand? And that's my question for you. What is that in thy hand? What is it that God put in your hand? What is it? What is that? What is that that God put in your hand? What, what is that? What is that that God gave you that he didn't, he didn't put in somebody else's hand? He put that in your hand. You, you know those, those people that you know that you could reach? The, 
God's just waiting for you to say yes so you can go reach them. He's put some things in your hand that he didn't put in anybody else's hand. Do, do you realize that you could have a miracle waiting in your hand? Moses, what's in your hand? Well, it's just a, it's a shepherd's rod. What's wrong with that? <laughs> okay. He throws it down. It becomes a serpent. And then the Lord says, Pick it up. Now, wait a second. Pick it up. He reaches down, takes it with a tail, picks it up, and realizes that it becomes a it becomes a shepherd's rod once again. Now, why in the world would God do that? Because he's trying to say, I am God. And what looks to you like it is nothing but a piece of wood used to direct a few sheep is something that by the hand of God can do what you never believed could happen. I wish I had a praying church in this house this morning because God is wanting to use something that he has already placed in your hand. God's blessed some of you with some things and it looks like it's, oh, this is nothing. No, this is just a shepherd's rod. This is nothing. You need to put what God has used you. You need to throw it down and allow God to take and make the miraculous out of it. And when you pick it back up, then you're going to realize that was never just a piece of wood that he put in my hand. There is something powerful about what God has placed in my hand. I, I, Moses didn't know it at the time. It, it was a, it, it, he didn't know that, that that piece of wood was about to bring about a miracle of deliverance. He didn't know that. God tells him to throw it down. He did, and it turns into a snake. He picks it up. It turns into a rod. God used what he already had to perform a miracle. Could it be that when you start using what you already have, what God has already put in your hand, that the miracle that you have been praying for may come through the avenue of what you already had? Hmm. Maybe the miracle is in your because it was with that piece of wood that Moses struck the waters of the Nile and they turned into blood. God brought a, a plague of frogs up out of the water of the Egyptians. He struck the dust and God brought forth gnats. Fire came down out of heaven. Locust was brought forth. The Red Sea was divided. He struck the rock and water came forth, held high, and Israel's warriors prevailed in battle. And to think that Moses just said it's a shepherd's rod. It's a shepherd's rod, that's all. It's just a little tool used to control sheep. See, you think that it's nothing. You think your abilities are nothing. And so you push them off and allow fear and self-doubt to rule instead of declaring, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to take a step of faith. Mm -hmm. 
Jochebed had in her hand was some straw, but she wove it into a basket to shelter Moses. All Miriam had was a timbrel, was a, a tambourine, and she used it to lead the people to celebrate God's faithfulness. Hannah, all she had was a small child, but when she gave him to God, he, he was used to become a great prophet and lead God's people. All Ruth had was a stalk of grain, but God used it to sustain her family's life. The little boy, all he had was a sack lunch, but God used him to feed 5,000 people. All the widow had was enough food for her and her child to have one more meal. But when she gave it to the man of God, it sustained her and her child indefinitely. I come this morning to tell you that however small it may feel to you, you better listen to what the preacher is telling you this morning. Say yes to God. Respond to what God is doing. There is a miracle in your hand. Could it be that God has placed a miracle in your hand? Most of us say we can't afford it. We don't have any ability. But with God, all things are possible. Stand with me all over the room this morning. I hasten to a close. If you'll take what God has placed in your hand and you will respond to God, I believe God will do something powerful in your life this morning. I believe God has been drawing people since the beginning of this service. God has been calling people. He is pulling on people. He is desiring somebody this morning to say yes to him, to say yes to his plan, to say yes to what he's wanting to do in your life. He's speaking to you. are bowed, eyes are closed all over the building this morning. Is it you? What is that that God has put in your hand? Do you see it? Do you know what it is? Maybe you don't even understand it. But God is calling you and he wants you to say yes to him. He wants you to say yes to him. about a minute or two here, I'm going to be opening these altars and calling you forward. We're all going to come forward together if you're in this room this morning and the enemy would like to hinder you and prevent you from walking to the front of this room and giving your heart afresh and anew to the Lord. Just start rebuking him right now and declaring in the name of Jesus, I'm going to use whatever it is that God's placed in my hand. If you're a seasoned saint of God that's been serving the Lord for a very long time, but you're not fully functioning in the kingdom of God because you allow self-doubt and worry and unbelief to hinder you and prevent you from taking that step of faith, why don't you rebuke the enemy right now and declare to him, I'm going to be what God has called me to be. If it's you that I've spoken to and preached to this morning, I'm going to count to three, and when I get to three, I want you to step from where you are without any thinking, without looking around, and I want you to walk to the front of this room and say yes to Jesus this morning. Our altar workers are going to be ready to come and pray with you this morning. Right now, one, two, three, step from where you are, walk to the front of this room right now and say yes to the Lord. Come on, join these 
many are moving. Why don't you join with them right now? There will never be an easier time, never be an easier moment. That's it. Respond right now. The enemy, the enemy's being put put under your feet right now. Every step you take to the front of this room, the enemy's being put under your feet. That's it. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep coming forward. Make room. Step forward. Everybody take one step forward. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. that you walk to the front. Let's turn this house into a prayer room. All over this room right now, hands are raised. We're seeking God together. From the front to the back, let's turn this whole house into a prayer room this morning. Make that fresh commitment to the Lord this morning. Make that fresh commitment to Him today.